Mendy here from the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome in to another episode of the First Down Fantasy Podcast. We are in week 14 of the NFL season. Fantasy playoffs, baby. We're finally here. I'm here with a a little different cast of uh, characters here today. We have Kevin Suen. Kevin, where is this from? Oh, I, I, I fuck with this intro. How's it going? Uh, so, for those that better know this song, that is the Pokemon theme song. Kevin looks like yeah. a Pokemon, so that's why I put it on there for him. I'm glad you chose this one for me. I like it. <laughs> and then we also have our good friend, Jason Frazier. Jason, Yo, this is great. I love it. <laughs> Tell me you know where that's from. That's from Full House, bro. Oh, we are not friends, bro. How do you not know oh, where this not? is from? I don't even know where this is from. Oh, guys. It's Family Matters, the show with Urkel. Oh, it's Family Matters. You're right. You're oh, right. Oh, yeah, I've never watched that. Of, I listened to the first half of the second before I started laughing. So I, uh, <coughs> I missed I miss, uh, heard it. Oh, oh my God, because I was going to say right. your family, but nah, I guess, man. True. Wow. My oh. bad, my bad. Can we edit that yeah, out? Does that, mean, does that mean I'm out, too, because I didn't recognize it? I'm disappointed. Pokemon and Family Matters, two very... I mean, we all knew Pokemon. I mean, I, I knew I, Pokemon. I knew Family Matters, too. I just I listened to it for like half a second, and I started laughing, so <laughs> I didn't get the full, the full effect. Well... Welcome in everyone to again another episode of the First Down Fantasy Podcast. John is a little bit under the weather this week, and Eric's schedule did not allow him to be here. Um, so actually, it'll probably be better without him on it. So uh, we actually probably <laughs> will finish in under an hour with how much he talks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm actually um, a little sad that uh, John can't be us because I was going to throw him some major props for his DFS hot take last week. What was his DFS hot take last week? Oh, start Minshew in Ooh. hopes that um, Nick Foles gets benched. Oh, he did. You know what? And it's right, funny. So he, he, he said he said in case Nick Foles gets hurt, but I still think that was a solid, solid hot take. Right. It's Nailed it. He, he literally texted Eric and I, and he was like, <laughs> yo, he was like, I hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that we miss John. We miss Eric. We'll be back on next week. 
Um, but Kevin and Jason, we're going to provide some solid analysis for your uh, first round of your fantasy playoffs. And uh, hopefully they can uh, give you the advice you need to get you to a win. Uh, so we're going to don't say I ain't giving no advice helping other people. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you're not in the playoffs, so you don't have to worry about oh. two of my in two of my three leagues, sir. What do you mean? It's funny because uh, Jason in our uh, main league is fighting for the uh, last place award, which uh, which we're going to get into at the very end of our show. Uh, we're going to talk about what's on the line for Jason this week. That's not even that bad. I ain't worried. Um, so we, as we normally do, we're going to start out with our three takeaways from week 13. We know where this is from, right? Uh, I recognize it. I don't know specifically where it's from. <clears throat> well, that's our like little uh our little backtrack music doesn't it fit um i like anyway. all the you put on dude don't worry about it you don't have to ask us just go for it <laughs> all right well let's look back okay so we look at week 13 uh kevin i'm gonna start with you what were the right. three takeaways that you got from week 13 um number one um the backfield in Seattle is not looking good if you are a Chris Carson owner. I think carries are getting shared, uh, given away to uh, Rashad Penny. And it might be because of Chris Carson's fumble issues that he's had all year. And I think Pete Carroll is starting to trust him less and less. And also he got a little dinged up in that game. So that also doesn't help his case. So moving forward, it might be a split backfield. Kevin, if uh... – if I asked you to start one, Rashad Penny or Chris Carson, who do you start? Oh, that is rough. Both. Yeah, I think they're pretty even to me. Because, like, Chris Carson still has a lot of talent, in my opinion. And even though he's losing touches, he's still getting it done recently. I'm just – if I was a Chris Carson owner, I would worry about his touches going moving forward into playoffs. If you have both, would you play both? I'm, I'm typically not a fan of playing two running backs on the same um, backfield. But if I don't have anyone else that's like any better, I guess I'm forced to. But if I have an option, I would I would rather choose one and just like roll a die and flip a coin and hope for the best. Okay. What are your other takeaways you have? Um, Another takeaway is that... Um, what's his name? Carson, Carson Wentz is going way down in my stock. Watch your tongue, you son of a... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I brought it up, because I know who's in here tonight. But, look, we, we had a game, I shouldn't say we, but the Eagles had a game against a pretty bad Miami defense. Like, yeah, in total, they put up 31 points, but... Chris Carson, I mean, um, what's his name? Carson Wentz did not have as good of um, fantasy output as he should have. I'm going to look up his stats right now because I don't remember exactly <laughs> what he got. A, it was the second best game the whole season, bro. You better shut up. 
It sounds like Kevin just hates Carsons in general. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll talk when you ask me. I'll talk about this more, but you like they couldn't. You. They couldn't even win. Actually, he had three hundred yards and three touchdowns. He's actually he had a pretty fun. solid game. I don't know. I, I didn't look up his stats. It's Bring just it based up, on what I <laughs> based on what I saw um, on the game on Sunday. But I feel like Carson Wentz overall has not had that good of a game um, recently. So I'll take that. I'll take that one back. He actually had a good game against Miami, but the last five, he had eight point nine, twelve point three, fifteen, fourteen, six. Like that's that is not a starting QB worthy, a player. And hopefully, you have these. I guess he has okay matchups moving forward. Um, Giants are pretty bad, but week fifteen, the Redskins actually put up. Uh, do decently against QBs. And then Dallas is also a good defense against QBs. So I'll be kind of worried if he was your starting uh, if he was your starting quarterback in the playoffs. So you don't feel good about him this week against the Giants defense? Um, good, I wouldn't say good, but I'll say okay. So, Kevin, you have to start like, Drew, Drew Locke or Carson Wentz. Who are you playing? Oh, that's not even fair. I'm definitely starting Carson Wentz because <laughs> okay, our bad. offense, our offense suck. <laughs> so <laughs> we get off to hot starts and then like we don't make any adjustments in halftime and he got like 40 yards in the second half after starting with like 130 in the first half. What's so, your uh, what's your last takeaway? Um, last takeaway, um, this is kind of a hot take for Wait, wait, did myself. you say, did you say hot take? Yes. That's a large forest burning down to the ground in case you didn't know. Go ahead, continue with your hot take. Um, although I am a Broncos fan, I am pretty out on Phil Lindsay this season. Now, is this because of all the money that's cost my us butt, on DraftKings? Um, yes, this definitely has a lot in, pl- uh, in play towards that. I've started him DraftKings like two or three weeks in a row now because he had he was pretty cheap and I thought it was pretty good value. But put up duds against very poor defenses every week. And the funny thing is that he's actually – getting he's, he's no longer a split carry backfield like it was in the beginning of the year he's actually getting more touches than Royce Freeman but we cannot we just can't run the ball offensively in general so pretty much is out on everyone in Denver besides Cortland Sutton I think that's a fair assessment uh, based off what I've seen um yeah, I I think the Philip Lindsay hype train is completely gone at this point. I think if he has a good game, it's you're not expecting it at this point. Right. And I don't really blame I don't even think it's the talent that's really holding him down. I think it's the whole offensive scheme in general and like poor blocking. Fair so. enough, fair enough. Uh, Jason, real quick, what are your takeaways from week thirteen? All right. So I'm gonna expand on that Eagles Dolphins game just because I'm going to be real honest. I watched the Thursday games. I watched the Eagles game. And then I watched no other football this week because I was so upset that we lost. Um, so the Eagles game, uh, I mean, Carson is not a good quarterback for fantasy. His receivers cannot catch the ball. I mean, um, Zach Ertz is three for 26 on six targets, but he dropped two huge balls. Um, and he's supposed to be our number one receiver. He's supposed to be like our talent. 
Um, you just can't trust his offensive core at all. So even though I think he played well, like Kevin said, I mean, he had 300 yards, three touchdowns. Um, you just the defense is even kind of good. The receivers just don't produce. Um, Miles Sanders is a must start, I think, at this point. As long as Jordan Howard isn't playing, um, he's a, he's a huge talent. I mean, he's he's scored a good amount considering um, Carson hates throwing checkdowns. He wants to go for big plays constantly, and he overthrows Miles in the flat a lot. Uh, he's still putting up, you know, RB1, RB, like high-end RB2 numbers. Um, Fitz Magic is the real deal. I'm upset, but whatever. That's my first takeaway. Second, uh, I know you guys touched on the Lions-Bears game because it was on Thursday last week, but TJ Hawkinson went to IR. Uh, since then, you know, um, for, he had... for a second, I don't mean to interrupt you. For a second, after that six catch for 131 <laughs> yards and a touchdown week one, and week I used one. my last draft pick on him, I thought I literally had the steal of the century in that draft. And I wasn't even going to trade him for any offer because I thought he was going to be that much of a stud. Um, to be and... fair, Danny Amendola was like seven for 100 and a touchdown as well the first week. So, like, you kind of overreacted. But, I mean, he does have talent. Um, but I was going to say he was – last week, somehow, he was six for 18. Uh, Jesus. But he had 11 targets. Um, third string coming in, throwing the ball constantly to the tight end is nothing new. Um, but he's on IR, so there's a lot more targets to go around. The Lions played a tough defense, and even though Blau had uh, one good quarter and three okay ones, um, there's there's a lot of opportunity there if he's going to sling. And uh, I'm feeling a lot better about you know Galladay going forward. Uh, even even about the running back if he's going to open up the field, whatever the new bow. Um, I think the Lions players are definitely must starts this week again. I think they're playing Oakland, right? They're playing the Vikings. They're playing the Vikings. Oh, they're definitely the must starts against the Vikings. The Vikings defense has not been that good. So you're um, talking about David Blech, right? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, um, also, you know, if, if the Lions defense can make a shitty quarterback look that good, then uh, you got to start their players too. And what, Anthony Miller has like 40 targets in three weeks or something absurd. Um, so, you know, they, if these guys are playing bad defenses, those quarterbacks can actually shine. So definitely look for them. I'm not mentioning any of my Who has a bigger game this week, uh, Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay? Dude, you got to stop asking me this question because I'm still a triple Galladay owner and a no Marvin Jones owner, so I'm so biased. And I don't know anything about the Vikings secondary, so why don't you tell me? Go ahead, Jason. Say what you really want to say. Who Galladay, is your dude, uh, It's absolutely Galladay. He's going off. We have a pod bet because I have Marvin Jones having a better game. Ooh. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll stand by it even if I'm wrong. Marvin Jones had four touchdowns against them last time they played. Okay. That's true. And What's he's in my time? million and he's in my uh GPP play in DraftKings. I mean, you can make bad decisions just like everyone else, man. It happens to the best <laughs> of them. Um all right, so my and then my last my last take is gonna be the Ravens 49ers game. Um, the, the Ravens play at home in terrible drenched weather. Me and Kevin were supposed to go to a uh, tailgate out there, but the weather was so bad we weren't even trying to walk. We could literally walk to the stadium. Um, and Lamar still played well against the second best defense in the league. Um, his four is 20 points. That's his four. He's in, you know what I mean? I mean, I know he did worse against the Steelers earlier in the season, but he's absurd. Um, their defense is actually really good, too. Uh, Grapple looked really good for the situation, even though I roast him constantly because uh, Eric's a huge fan. Um, putting up 17 against the top five defense in that condition is is respectable always. Um, but that's, that's just a system, though. 
Uh, yeah, I mean that is the system. But I mean, he play. I mean, it takes it takes a talent to throw the ball in that kind of weather, even if the system guided you there. Um, I think Mostert is a must start as long as Breda's out because they don't care about Tevin anymore. Um, I think Breda's coming back this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, ignore that then. Um, but yeah, Forty ers offensive players. I mean, which which receiver is doing really well? Is it Bourne or the other one? Uh. For the uh, are you talking about for the Niners? Yeah, the Niners. Who's their who's their best receiver right now? Debo Samuel probably. Debo. Yeah, Debo. Debo's been doing really filthy. Um, so I mean, Emmanuel got injured and came back, and they didn't care. They were like, "Not nah, Debo all day." So he's looking really good. Okay. Um. So my three takeaways: Kevin probably feels me on this first one. Devontae Parker is a top twelve wide receiver rest of the way. Uh, he has oh, great, yeah. great matchups yeah. uh, for the fantasy playoffs. Um, he's really – I just saw him against the Eagles, and I know the Eagles have a, a completely awful secondary. But he was making grown man catches. Like, that is an NFL receiver right there. Um, a lot of them were over Jalen Mills specifically. But he was making, like, big man grabs, like jumping up 10 feet in the air to grab a ball, like, and then making these, like, diving catches. Like, he is – he looks like a big time receiver, and again, I mean, fifth did his homework, dude. I mean, he was he was just closing his eyes and praying, and Jalen Mills just got absolutely worked. He did. I think we could have done as good a job as Jalen Mills out there, probably. Yeah, Burns. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how we would have done a worse job than Jalen Mills. Though. He got um, and then Jalen Mills all of a sudden <laughs> says you do better, and we give up like five hundred yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> um, my second takeaway since he ha- actually has playable players now that Andy Dalton's back I think you can actually start Tyler Boyd preferably in PPR but Tyler Boyd I think has now been a I think he's now a must play player as opposed to PPR only formats and Joe Mixon I think it actually is more potential for to put up more fantasy points with a uh, threat at quarterback um they're getting John Ross back. I think he's a boomer bust play. And uh, Auden Tate's always good for a couple grabs. I, I think that they're definitely a more marketable offense with Andy Dalton under center. Um, and then my last takeaway is I think the uh, the highest uh, – I'm sorry, the, uh, the Duck Hodges-James Washington connection is a real thing. You go duck hunting with someone – that means you're targeting them every throw downfield. Have that uh, that bond. I I really see them being not just like a little trick gadget type of occasional play. I actually really do think um, that's his go-to guy. And usually, when these second and third string quarterbacks lock on to certain players, they continually go back to them. So I think. All right, James. David, Washington, I have a really David. I have a really specific question for you. I got asked today at work, and I didn't know what to answer. Do you oh, take it. James Washington this week or Amari Cooper, who is on the road? That's a good question. Uh, yeah. Is Amari Cooper fully for those, healthy? For, sorry. For, yeah, he is. But for those listening uh, who aren't familiar with Amari Cooper this season, his numbers at away are averaging like three catches for 20 yards. His numbers at home are like eight catches for 100 and a touchdown. Are we talking – are we playing in the fantasy playoffs or just in general? Yep, they're playing in the fantasy playoffs. Their flex is a – they have really good receivers, and he has James Washington on the bench, and he doesn't know who to start. Okay, so 
how I always answer this conundrum, and this is just me. Who would I be more pissed if I sat on the bench and they went off? And I usually will go with the better player. So I would if, if James Washington went off and I played Amari Cooper, I would be mad. But if I played James Washington and Amari Cooper went off, I would be furious. I like that rule. It's pretty fair. Um, so I think at that point you gotta just all right. So okay, keep going though. His another one of his receivers is Cooper Cup at Seattle. I, I'm or, sorry, Cooper, Cooper, I'm Cooper Cup. Oh yeah, I'm playing Cooper okay. Cup. All right, I no, I agree. I there was a three receiver because obviously he started three, but I can't remember who it is. Otherwise, I'd ask. Okay. Um. So yeah, take those takeaways uh, for week uh, thirteen and use them for week fourteen and on. Um. We're bringing back a segment we haven't used in a little while for our next one. We're talking about buy or sell. So um, this is going to be for the fantasy playoffs and rest of the season. So we have week 14, 15, and 16. And then if you play in week 17, um, these guys are guys that you feel for basically the next few weeks and on are going to be guys you want to buy or guys you want to basically bench or sell. Uh, So – just I'm going to start with you, Jason. Who are your three buys? Okay. Um, last podcast, the guest of the week, Firecracker Santa Claude, said bench Saquon Barkley. And I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that and say you're buying the number one pick at the overall draft. Oh, um, Claudie's calling you out. <laughs> um, she wasn't necessarily wrong last week. He had an okay. He had like 130 yards and no um, scores. Um, this week specifically against the Eagles, though, we're really good against a run, but not necessarily good against pass catching backs and screens. Um, and the uh, huge thing to remember is that Eli's coming back because Daniel Jones is out this week. Um, and he's a way better game manager. There's going to be a lot less stuff and like not recognizing coverages coming out of Eli. And there's a lot, going to be a lot more dumps too, because he, uh, he's not a good long ball thrower. Um, so I expect a good game from him. Um, I feel like no one's actually benching him if they have him, but I just thought I'd throw in my two cents there. Okay. Um, what else? So I actually picked up Geis in one of my leagues, and he, I think he has a, like, an amazing matchup this week. And he really showed out how, his talent last week. Um, for whatever reason, the Redskins are still trying to win, which is weird to me, but technically they can still win <clears throat> if uh, both the Eagles and the, and the Cowboys lose out. Green Bay is not good against the run. Um, I'm starting him personally over Tevin Coleman. Um, and depending on who I want my flex to be, I might start him over um, someone else. Who was it? Uh, let's see. I might also start oh, uh, over Singletary playing against Baltimore. Um, I think I think guys has a really good uh, week, just like last week. Um, third, third and final. Um, Rashad Penny, Kevin talked about him a little bit. Um, the kid's looking – he's looking really north-south runner. He really breaks a couple off every game. He might not have that. Let's use him every down. But I do think that he's going to be solid splitting touches this week against the Rams' um, defensive prime time. I think you got to start him unless you have some really, really solid running backs on your team. All right, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Kevin. You have both. Who are you starting? Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. 
right. So I actually have them both in different leagues. Um, I am not benching Chris Carson. I don't care because no matter his fumble history, they stick by him and he puts out fantasy points. I mean, the last in half PPR, which is where I haven't, he hasn't. He's broken ten points in every week but two since week four, um, and those were nine and eight. Uh, and one of one of those he fumbled twice and got eight touches and still had eight points. So I, I don't know how you bench that guy. Um, so if you have to choose one, I think Penny is more boomer bust than Chris Carson who has a higher floor. Really depends. I think if you're the lower seed, you play Penny. I think if you're the higher seed, you play Carson. I, and it really depends on your other players as well. All right, Kevin. Real quick, who? Are, what are your three takeaways? Or I'm sorry, what are your three buys? Three buys. All right. Um, <clears throat> I have three guys here that um. Uh, people might have just picked them up recently off the waiver wire and my number one is Anthony Miller he has been getting increased uh, targets every week and last week he probably had his breakout performance of the year Um, I was actually really high on Anthony Miller coming into the season but it took him a while to like start putting him in into the offense and using him and I feel like a lot of it Matt Nagy was kind of like in the beginning of the year he was really like overthinking like his offense and just try like trying to do all this fancy plays and it really I think he real finally realizes that he's doing too much and he just need to stick to the basics. So for the last three weeks with Andy Miller, um, he had eleven targets, nine targets, and then thirteen targets. So <clears throat> if you're in need of help uh, at receiver going to playoffs, I think he's a guy that's available in a lot of leagues that you can pick up this week. Um, my second one is another receiver, Alan Lazard. He is also another receiver that's been getting Mr. increased. DFS. Yes. Yes. I hit on him pretty hard last week on DFS. It was awesome. But yeah, um, he's with, an, he's with Aaron Rodgers, a great quarterback. I th- and I think he's really established himself as a number two receiver and in front of Geronimo Allison and um, MVS. And with Rodgers, you always you can always trust on his number two receiver. Rodgers is a whole nother level of elite. Like, he'll find you the ball if he trusts you. And word, word from Green Bay all season is Rodgers loves this kid. So I can trust him. And then the last guy is Ryan Tannehill. If you are streaming QBs, um, I think Tannehill brings a very solid floor and somewhat, and also somewhat of a high ceiling because he can, like when he is in trouble and he can't uh, throw as well, he's actually has pretty good speed. So he can pick up a lot of yards on the ground and might get you a rushing touchdown here and there. So if you're streaming a QB in, in the playoffs, I would go after Tannehill. Okay. Well, Kevin, you definitely took Anthony Miller. He's my number one uh, buy. You actually took the stat I was also going to use, too, that he had <laughs> over 30 targets his last three games. I'm actually very upset that I didn't get him um, this uh, week in waiver wires in both the leagues I'm in with you. Ah, who did get him? Uh, I don't know. Someone <laughs> really ugly. I've been really debating on playing him. I'm probably going <laughs> to play him. Uh, he's had over 30 targets the last three weeks. He actually had seven touchdowns last season. Um, so I think he's due for some positive touchdown re- uh, regression in which I think he actually will get in the end zone more. It's all going to come down to Mitch Trubisky ultimately. 
Um, but I hear Dallas doesn't have Van Der Esch, might not have Sean Lee, and they're down another a couple other defensive players. So I think he's actually a very good play this week. Um, Sam Darnold, Kevin, I'm going to go one of the other best streaming quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with Tannehill's floor. I think Darnold has a might have a higher ceiling. Um, and I think this week against the uh, the Dolphins, in which uh, Carson Wentz, who's looked bad most of the season, just had a good game. I see Sam Darnold, especially at MetLife Stadium, uh, having a good game. I, I would actually get – What did you think about Darnold last week about having a good game, son? The thing is, I, I did not talk <laughs> Darnold last week. But that see, after last week, he just he hooked up with a girl. He's set. So now he's he's going to play well. And uh, I, I would be willing to put money that he's a top 12 uh, quarterback this week. So Didn't he hook up with a girl before the Bengals game? You're right. Yeah. You're right. But the Bengals were playing inspired because Andy Dalton came back. True. That is true. So true, true, true. I would be willing. Their defense was really inspired, yeah. I will make a pod bet with either of you that he's a top 12 quarterback this week. So he'd be a QB1. I mean, I'd have to look Sam at Sam Darnold? And I, don't, yeah. I don't have the time for that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not taking that bet. Miami's pretty, pretty sus. I think it'll be a high score. Yeah, if Carson, yeah, if Carson Wentz can put oh up my two gosh. touchdowns, two hundred yards. I was gonna say, I was gonna say it too. I was like, I was like, if your boy Carson, who Kevin hates, puts up twenty-five. So, spoiler alert: he's my DFS guy this week. Wow, I'm riding or dying with Sammy this week. Um, How and- long did that work for you last time you ride or die with Sammy? I haven't rode or die. I rode or die with Jeff Driscoll, and that did not work out very well for me. Didn't you do it with Sam Darnold too, and it sucked? No, nah, like right one, after he came back. The only like, one I've ride or died with, where I've started them multiple places and in DFS, was Jeff Driscoll, and he got me twelve. So, definitely not going with someone that's that bad ever again. True. Um, but uh, my third one, I saved the best for last. He goes by D Train. He's a uh, Mister Sixth Round Pick. He uh, was taken in the sixth round and the seventh round in the two drafts I was in. Darwin Thompson, my man, still follow him on Twitter. He, you're buying him right now? He, oh, I, I am. You know that uh, that meme with uh, Fry from uh, Futurama where he's like, take my money? Right. Yeah, and I'm saying that to, I'm, to Darwin Thompson, like, take my money. I'm buying you. <laughs> Okay, so uh, what, what do you have to what do you have to say to the fact that he can't block and that his next three matchups are tough as fuck? Uh, well, I think Darwin Thompson is the best, most elusive back that's healthy for the Chiefs, and right. I think uh, I, I could see them um, on third down him coming off the field uh, for maybe uh, for a different back for Spencer Ware potentially. We just signed Spencer Ware, um, but I could see him being the the guy. Um, for the majority, I don't think he's going to get all the work, but I do think the Chiefs need a spark from the run game. And I do think that um, I have seen some beat, Chiefs beat writers this week say he's um, in line for increased touches, according to Andy Reid. So um, the Patriots, it's, you know, you got to put up points to stick with them most of the time at, at, uh, at Gillette Stadium. So I do think um, Gillette Stadium is their stadium, isn't it? Gillette is the New England Patriots. Yeah, that's right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, at Gillette Stadium, I think they're going to need him out there to to keep the defense honest. So I am all in on my guy Darwin. 
ride or die. Which league, which, which league are you starting him in? Uh, I have him on both my rosters. Um, I'm for DFS. I'm starting. I'm debating between him and Carlos Hyde as my flex at the moment. Hmm. Um, I'll probably. I'm probably going with Darwin Thompson. Um, who are the Texans playing? They play Broncos. the Broncos. Oh yeah, that's a tough at one. Houston. Um, all right, let, let's let's try to do this in thirty seconds or less. <clears throat> Give me your cells real quick. Who? Uh, let's go, Kevin. All right. Um, so my first cell is Robbie Anderson. I know he came off uh three weeks where he scored touchdown, touchdown, and then um last week he had over a hundred yards. Um, I think these are pretty fluke so I don't think I can trust him going forward especially when he plays the Steelers the Ravens and then the Steelers in week 15 16 and then my other cell is Kenny Galladay um you better shut up I know he had a I know he had a great game um fancy wise and on Thanksgiving when David Blau found him wide the fuck open for like 70 yard touchdown but that's just fluke. I can't. I can't imagine where defenses are always just going to sleep on Kenny Gall like that and let him get a free seventy-yard touchdown. And honestly, watching that game, like David David Blau, then like didn't seem to target Kenny Galladay all that much. So especially this week, I agree with David, what David said earlier. Marvin Jones had a big game against them last week. Uh, last time they played, so I feel like they could try to work with him again try to exploit some matchups that they like. And then my third sell is Benny Snell. Um, with Especially with James Conner getting healthier, um, he might lose some touches there. And last week, he honestly, if he didn't score that touchdown, he would have had an awful outing. Um, I think he had like around 40 yards, but he got saved by a touchdown. So at the end, it looked great fantasy-wise. But if he didn't get saved, um, yeah, I don't think I can trust Benny Snell. All right, Jason, real quick, who are your uh, sellers? All right, Kevin took my Benny Snell because I told him about that in the car on the way back from the grocery store, so that's my first one. Uh, second <laughs> oh, one that, was, is... that was your sell? I didn't know that, yeah. so that's what you meant. Yeah. I thought we were just talking about him. That's uh, all good. Uh, second one, uh, unfortunately for David, I'm selling all Chiefs running backs. Uh, they have a really tough playoff schedule. I have Darwin on my um, in my Dynasty League, and I like him there, but I'm not going to start him because – I just don't trust them to be ahead in these games, and I don't trust them to use the ground a lot. Um, I think he gets like 10 for, you know, 40, and that's it. Uh, hopefully he gets a touchdown, but I don't see much more than that. Uh, and then my third one is going to be every player on David Mendelssohn's, uh dog roster. All Pop of them. It. it doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> um, you should sell them and get the same players as David. To be fair, like, I literally do suck in the first round of the playoffs every year. So all my players are going to suck. So he's probably right. I will tell you, if, if I somehow win week one, I'm winning it all. I will make that bold statement. Damn. Let's hope you don't win week one. Um, <laughs> all right. So my three cells, Jonathan Williams. Um, I think um, Marlon Mack is coming back this week. If, even if he's not, I think it's a three-headed monster in that backfield. Uh, I, I, just, I can't feel confident starting any of their running backs if it's not Mack uh, for the fantasy playoffs. Um, second one is Emmanuel Sanders. I think Debo is now the new number one there. And there's between George Kittle and all the running backs, there's not, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. So I think a number two wide receiver is not 
someone to be starting. Um, so I think Debo is the only one you might potentially be able to start. Emmanuel Sanders is benchable. And I'm going to uh, go with that uh, Darren Waller. I was hoping John would hear this part, but Darren Waller is complete ass. Uh, <laughs> he, is, he is complete ass. Uh, and it's not any fault of his own. I think Derek Carr is, at this point, he, he's a check down type of guy. And Wait, did you, are you saying that after his seven for 100 game, after five bad weeks in a row? He's, he's, he's Derek, Derek Carr can't get him the ball. And Derek he, Carr. He was seven for nine with 100 last week. Why would you say that this week? Uh, because I'm not necessarily always about the trends. Okay, I, like okay. to, I, I like to do, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of these little hot takes here and there. All right, all right. My bad, my bad. Um, but yeah, not, I'm not trust. I mean, if you have Darren Waller, let's be real, you're going to play him. I just don't have very high expectations for him at this point. Um, all right, so those were our buyer sells. So now we're going to go into our main staple of each week. We're going into our week 14 analysis. <clears throat> All right, week 14. Again, first week of the fantasy playoffs. We're going to try to spend 30 seconds on each game. So, by the way, hold on. After the, I have to remind you guys, after the pod is done, I found the weirdest music video I've ever seen in my life that I just used for this. So, I will be texting you guys this music video. I think it might actually give you nightmares. It is legit the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I'm wondering how you found it. Uh, I went to the dark side of YouTube. <laughs> um, okay, so, Kevin, we're going to be looking uh, first at the Thursday night game. Chicago uh, hosting Dallas. Uh, the two questions I'm going to ask you, do you feel comfortable with any Chicago running back? And what about the Dallas wide receivers? Um, Chicago running backs, no. Uh, I think in, in general, this game, I'm going to try to stay out of playing anybody in that game. I mean, unless you have Zeke, obviously you have to play him. But I don't, I don't know if I can fully trust a Matt Nagy offense yet this season. Um, I know he came off a few good weeks um, recently, and Trubisky's looked good, but I just, I just can't trust him right now. He's just done so much in the beginning of the season where I'm just like, why, why did you win Coach of the Year last year? And for as of Dallas receivers. Like Jason said, um, he brought up the point that Amari Cooper has done practically nothing when he's on the road. And I don't even know if he's fully healthy this week. Um, He might still be dealing with an injury. And the Bears defense, although they're not as good as they are last year, like their defense is still pretty solid. So I kind of imagine this game might be like a pretty low-scoring game. So if I have the choice, I would try to stay away from anybody. What about would you play either defense? Uh, yes, actually, if you want us, I feel like you can get a solid floor with from both the defenses in this game. Um, especially Dallas. Um, if Trubisky, if Trubisky uh, goes back to the Trubisky we've seen um, all year in the beginning, he might turn the ball over. And yeah, when you're playing defense, you're hoping for those opportunities. So was I an idiot for? Dropping Dallas defense for Tampa Bay. Uh, 
I would say yes because Tampa Tampa is playing the Colts, um, and the Colts are not very turnover prone. Jacoby Brissett not might not light you up, but he protects the ball decently well. Okay, fair enough. Um, so we can so we can get everything in. Let's try to keep analysis for each of these thirty seconds or less. Um, Jason, since he's visiting Cleveland, anybody but outside of the the two stud wide receivers and the running back for Cleveland that you're interested in and on the Bengals, is there anybody you really like? Did you just ask me if for the Browns I would start anybody besides their top four players? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who their third wide receiver is, so no. I don't know who their tight end is, so no. And everybody else, yes. That was a really weird question, buddy. <laughs> I guess that, that game is pretty easy. Start all your Browns. Is there any Bengal you're sitting? That's relevant. Um, uh, w- w- didn't one just come back from injury, like Ross or something? Yeah, no John Ross might play this week. Yeah, I mean, if he plays, I think you play him. Um, if you if you have like a bad flex, but otherwise, no. I would I would just start the other healthy guys. I mean, Joe Mixon's a fine play this week because they don't even Browns don't have their best defender anymore. So, um, okay, we look at uh, Buffalo hosting Baltimore in a surprising nine and three. Buffalo team um I think you obviously are starting all your Ravens that are startable and Buffalo I think at this point Josh Allen you you can't bench him at this point I think he's he's the number three ranked quarterback in fantasy um right I think you have to ride and hope he runs in for a touchdown or two um I think John Brown is is the only one that you can be comfortable starting um, Cole Beasley, I know, had a nice game last week, but that was also against his former team, so I feel like they made sure they got him the ball. John Brown. Cole, Be- is- Cole Beasley scores a touchdown every game. Not every game this season. Um, so I guess maybe you're on He's maybe five, on the five of the last seven weeks. He has a touchdown. So I guess I mean you. I guess you could argue Cole Beasley and John Brown. I guess are potential flexes. Yeah, I mean, Cole Beasley's not even rostered in most leagues, but he's just constantly scoring touchdowns. And, and I think Devin Singletary, you have to play him if you have him. Um, Kevin, Atlanta hosting Carolina. What are your thoughts for this game? Um, obviously, play anyone relevant on the Falcons offense. Um, they have one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. So, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, if he plays, Ridley. All starts. Um, stay away from the running backs, I think, because I don't think they've ever got anything done this year with the running backs. And I think Kyle Allen might have a bounce back game um, this time around playing Atlanta. Last time they played a few weeks ago, he threw like four picks. But I think he'll have a turnaround. I don't think he's going to do as bad. The Falcons defense aren't actually that good. All right. And of course, start CMC to God, right? Oh, yeah, I didn't even think that needs to be mentioned. No, fair enough. I just like mentioning him. <laughs> I know you do. Um, hopefully he's not shut down before the fantasy playoffs are over. That would be pretty crazy. Um, Jason, the uh, Packers hosting the Redskins. Uh, is there anybody on the Redskins you're comfortable playing, maybe outside Darius Geis? And how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers running backs this week? Um, no to the first question. Um the Packers are going to have a good game. Is this an Aaron Rodgers game, or is it a Packers running back three touchdown game? It is not a Packers running back game. This is an Aaron Rodgers game. Yeah. I'm 
am going against that, and I say it's an Aaron Jones game. Disagree. Redskins are fighting for a playoff spot, so it's going to be Darius It's going to be Darius guys running for 200 yards, and Aaron Rodgers trying to keep up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Jay, I would, Kevin. I'm gonna have you analyze this next game. Does, yeah. it, am I crazy that I think if you had that second team, it would be the Texans? I just feel like you draft a lot of Texans players that you're just like, um, usually mention them a lot. Like this is like the Kevin game. Yes. Um, to the, your first question, if I had a second team, it might. It's it's like a tie between the Texans and the Packers. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Because I, I, I like watching on the pod. Yeah, I like watching exciting QBs and Deshaun Watson and Rodgers are one of the best and most exciting ones to watch. So yes. Um. So sorry. What's your question? Just who is who's fantasy relevant in this game? Um, outside the obvious. Okay, so I think um, Carlos Hyde. Uh, you can probably put him in. Game script wise, I think Houston's going to be up. Um, I don't see us really putting up a fight against them. And so they might run it a lot. Um, I know – oh, definitely Stockhorn Sun um, because same thing game script-wise. They're going to be throwing a lot. And Drew Locke and him seem to have a connection based on last week. I don't know if I would start Philip Lindsay right now. Um I would probably stay away if I have another option, but if it's either him or someone on the way for Ryerson, I guess you can start to Lindsay, but I wouldn't be too excited about it. All right. Is this a Will Fuller week? I think any week could be a Will Fuller week. Will Fuller is the player I picked the most in the million-dollar DraftKings pool, I think, because yeah. his boomer bust potential is so massive. Right. I think, like, games – like. Game script, like, it can go north or south. Like, he can have a blow-up game. Um, okay. Um, let's look at Minnesota hosting Detroit. Um, I think you're starting both Detroit pass catchers. Um, I think that's probably the only must-start on, on their side. And for the Vikings, you're starting whichever running back starts for Minnesota. And you're starting Stephon Diggs. I think everyone else – I mean, Thielen, if he comes back – and I think maybe Rudolph if um, Thielen's not there. But I think other than that, um, there's no wide receiver, too, that you're comfortable playing on that side. Um, any disagreeing with any of that? Absolutely not. All right, Jason, New Orleans hosting San Francisco. What are your thoughts in 30 seconds or less for this game? Dude, hopefully this is a good game. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo gets run over by the Saints defense. <laughs> and their whole offense has a terrible game, but hopefully I'm wrong because this should be fun if uh, if their particular offense doesn't buckle under the pressure. First first game, Michael Thomas might not have uh, 200 yards and 12 catches because <laughs> um, I mean San Francisco's uh, defense has actually been strapped. Sherman has been playing really well this year, even though uh, people don't like him. Um, this is probably going to be a lower scoring game than people think, but we'll see what happens. Um, I think this is a potential NFC Championship preview. I mean, this is for pride. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree, but the but uh, the defenses in this game are definitely good, and Jimmy Garoppolo is terrible. So, Ooh. wow, Eric is coming for you. 
Um, Kevin, the Dolphins and the Jets. Um, Thirty seconds or less. What's your analysis for this game? Um, definitely start Darnold um, against this defense and um, Le'Veon Bell. If there's ever a game for Le'Veon Bell to come back and do some damage like he used to, it would be this one. All right. And also on the other side, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, the stud. Dude, I'm just glad you didn't ask me about the Dolphins because last time I came on the podcast, you asked me about them and I just said they're bad and then they beat my team three weeks later. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish I remembered that. I would have definitely asked you about it. Um, Tampa Bay hosting Indianapolis. Hopefully Tampa Bay's defense falls out because that's who I'm starting in the fantasy playoffs. Um, I think you start the Bucks wide receivers. That's the only must start. I think Jameis is so hit or miss and they're running backs. You never know who they're playing. Indianapolis oh, the, side. the coach just the coach just said that Rojo's not going to get time if he can't protect the quarterback. So they're really up and down on those guys. Yeah, I ain't feeling confident with them. Um, in Indianapolis, I think obviously Doyle is now a top ten tight end with Ebron out for the year. Maybe you start Pascal. I don't know if, if I feel comfortable Pascal in for the fantasy playoffs on the line, but um, it's and the running backs. I, I think at this point, unless it's Mac, are are too much of a gamble. Um, so the Colts are a lot more um, kind of questionable, in my opinion. Um, Kevin, give me your thoughts for uh, Jacksonville and the Chargers, um, 30 um, seconds or less. Minshew's back in Jacksonville, so I think you can be comfortable starting um, DJ Chark again. And um, Leonard Fournette, uh, it should be a pretty good matchup against the Chargers run defense. And I think this week, Hunter Henry might actually have a, a decent chance of having an explosive game. I think he was shut down last game. I think they're going to try to utilize him more and try to feed him the ball. All right, Jason, the, probably the game of the week, New England hosting Kansas City. What are your thoughts for this game? Um, Kansas City's are on is back, but it's going to be a really fun moment. Start any of the run backs. I know David's high on them, but I don't know how they're going to score. Um, Patriots offense has looked really sus, but, uh, so we'll see what happens. What's your prediction for the final score? Uh, Patriots 24, Chiefs zero. How do you, how do you take someone off the podcast? (laughs) Um, I think it's going to be an exciting game. I can't wait. I especially hope we beat them after last year. That was that was the worst loss I've ever endured in my life. Um, Arizona hosting Pittsburgh. You start maybe James Washington and maybe Benny Snell. I know Jason's against that, so maybe uh, other than that, nobody on the Pittsburgh side. Arizona. You don't want to consider Vance McDonald against that defense? You know what's funny? Yeah, Vance McDonald, dude. You know, it's, it's funny because they're 32nd against the tight ends. Everybody knows it. Arizona mm-hmm. literally is the worst team in history against tight ends. There's just exactly. something in my gut, and it happened when they played Tyler Eifert, that I think if the tight end is absolute trash, which I think that Vance McDonald is as far as what I've seen, I don't think he's going to have as good a game as people think. All right. I mean, dude, they're having a historically bad season. Like, they're giving up eight more points per week in non-PPR to tight ends, which is, like, absurd for tight ends because they average, like, six. So they're giving up, like – like 225% more points. You want to hear something crazy? It's, there's a, a meme I saw 
and it's that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing to each other and they're the same thing. And yeah. it's the stats the Cardinals have given up to tight ends this year is literally almost exactly the same stats that Gronk had in his best season, which makes you realize how good Gronk is or was in his yeah. time. Yeah, it also makes you realize how bad the Cardinals are. That no matter which <laughs> tight end, no matter which tight end they play, they're having the best tight end season of all time. Yes, yes, very true. Um, Kevin, Tennessee and Oakland. Um, I like Tannehill uh, this week, and also Derrick Henry. Something about Derrick Henry when it comes to December, he just starts really killing it. Um, Last year, uh, first round of playoffs, he scored four touchdowns um, in week 14. I really wish he uh, was playing against Eric in my league that week. That would have been lovely, but yeah. Um, Oakland, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, Oakland, I don't think I would start anyone. Yeah, sorry, John. You wouldn't start Jacobs or Waller? Waller. Uh, I don't know. Waller's been kind of disappointed lately. I mean, I agree Not. with that. I think you start Jacobs. I feel like you have to. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Um, Waller's, Waller's still the number three tight end, no matter how mad you are at him. <laughs> but what has he done for me recently? I mean, nothing. I'm also an owner, but, I mean, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Are you really going to bench the number three tight end? I mean, I feel like I can pick up someone like Ryan Griffin, Jacob Hollister or something. I might play them over Darren Waller. Ooh, is that a pod bet between you if you If you can pick either of those players up in any of your league, then yeah, dude, go for it. But how many, how many leagues are you in where, like, the top 12 tight ends are on the, on the waivers? Well, maybe not this week, but a few weeks uh, ago because I saw the decline of Darren Waller. I went and grabbed Ryan Griffin yeah. to bet for insurance purposes. Fair enough. That was a good play. Um, really quick, the Rams hosting Seattle. Start both running backs. I think they're both playable. Start Russell Wilson. Um, uh, the Seattle wide receivers, I think, are kind of a roll of the dice at this point. Even Lockett, the way he's been playing recently. And the Rams side, you're playing Gurley if you have him. Um, you're probably playing golf, I think, just because if you drafted him, you probably don't have a ton of better options. Um, and I think you have to start um, Cup, and you have to start Woods. Um, hopefully, this is a week that Higby, if, if um, Gerald Everett is out, hopefully Higby can do something similar to what he did last week. I know it was against Arizona, but I think Higby, if without Everett there, can have a meaningful impact in this game. Um, Jason, real quick, 30 seconds or less, I saved you the Eagles game. Real quick analysis for this game. All right, Eli Manning starting. Uh, bench all the wide receivers, start Saquon. Um, I, I, this was a late game before uh, Daniel Jones got benched. It's very unfortunate. Um, for the Eagles, you have to start Miles. I think you have to start Carson if you have him too. This is a great game for him. I wouldn't start Carson the rest of the playoffs, but I would this week. Um, I mean, Alshon had a filthy game. Zach Ertz shot two huge balls last week, but I don't think you can bench uh, uh, Zach Ertz. Um, I'll show the solid flex play at best. And you play God? Uh, do you play Goddard? No, I don't play Goddard. Okay, that reminds me. Um, I actually forgot about the Eagles. So if you can, I think Goddard is available in a lot of leagues right now. I would pick Goddard, play Goddard before Darren Wall this week. Ooh, that's a hot. Ooh, that's you know what that take is. That's a uh, yes. That's a bacon take. That's a bacon sizzling. Hot take. <laughs> 
Um, okay, that, we'll find out how it shakes out. Um, all right, so we are going to really quickly touch on some DFS. All right, Kevin. So um, just give me again. Uh, we got to kind of try to wrap things up quickly here. Give me some um, mm-hmm. some solid DFS plays for this week. All right. I got two names for you. And one is my biggest one is James White. I think his best games comes from when the Patriots are behind and needs to throw the ball. And that's happened twice this year. And one was last week against the Texans and the other was against Baltimore. And those has been, those been James White's best performances. I think against the chiefs this week, um, it could be a similar game script. Uh, the chiefs could start off hot and then force the Patriots to pass. So I like James White this week. And also, like I said, Derek Henry, um, something about December, something about the air in December or the water. He just just gets them going. He steamrolls through the fancy playoffs. I like both those calls. Jason, is there any that you wanted to add? Or uh, I know you're not as big a DFS guy. Jack Doyle is going to be hit this week. Ooh, I like that call. Um, I have written here, uh, Darnold for quarterbacks. Him and Fitz are both 6,000. A little bit bargain plays. Um, Alexander Madison, if Dalvin Cook is out, is a great bargain. And if you're trying to go big baller or basically go home, uh, Will Fuller and Robbie Anderson are big boom bust plays. Yeah, I was going to say Robbie Anderson's a solid play this week too. But they're both a little bit cheaper. Um, Yeah. All right. Uh, We move into our random question of the week. And – this week's random question, we don't have John as our usual who we're sponsored by, so I'm going to tell us who oh. we're sponsored by. We are spons- sponsored by Sugar or uh, the uh, – Spice and everything nice. We're, no, we're sponsored by Sugar Cookie Toast Crunch, the best cereal on the market. If you have not tried Sugar, to- Sugar Cookie Toast Crunch, you are really missing out on life, and you need to go out and buy a box. I actually bought a family size box and ate three fourths of it in one day. Jesus. Yeah. So, were you okay? Uh, I, I was. I went to bed happy last night. Um. <laughs> so our random question, and I'm gonna ask each of you guys, is the worst. Either if it happened to you or someone you've heard of or wherever you looked it up, the worst last place punishment um, you've ever seen for a fantasy league. So, uh, Jason, I'm gonna start with you. All right, so the the worst is anything to do with a tattoo because um, that's permanent. I mean, you can make a fool out of yourself for a couple hours or a day or whatever, or it's really annoying, but tattoos are for life. So you have to get some real dumb stuff on your butt or like a tattoo of a helmet, a team you hate, like you never get that off. Um, most interesting one I saw was recently I saw um, you have to go to the Metro, like pick a spot, and for an hour you have to panhandle playing like your your fifth grade recorder that's actually hilarious yeah that's pretty bad um kevin what about you um yeah i've seen a lot of bad ones on the internet but the worst one that i've seen from like people that i know is definitely the one where um the person had to ride the dc metro from every from stop to stop every single line within one day That took him, like, the whole day, didn't it? Exactly. That's the worst part. It's not like it's expensive because you just pay, like, the three bucks or whatever to get in, and you just stay on. But 
it's time consuming. It's literally the whole day that you wasted right there. With no internet, mind exactly. you. Exactly. Because you're on the so much. That day just drags. Um, I think, okay, so I want to shout out Eric because uh, one of his leagues, the interesting one that the loser has to watch 10 hours of the Big Bang Theory straight through. <laughs> and then they have to write a three-page paper analyzing what they saw. Oh, God. So that one's interesting. I don't think it's the worst one I've heard, but it's interesting. <laughs> um, and then there's the one that I'm actually I, – I never thought I would be in these shoes, but when you draft with your first six picks, you draft Odell and Juju, and you draft Chris Carson, Aaron Rodgers, O.J. Howard, and David Montgomery. Uh, it's, it's very unfortunate. And so I finished in last place. So I'm doing the uh, 4-8-12-16 challenge. Uh, which is derived from the 6-12-18-24 challenge, in which you basically have to pick, uh, you assign each of these to a number, eating donuts, drinking beers, running miles, and whacking off. And you basically, uh, you have 24 hours to do it. Um, have you decided your order yet? Yeah, so I think I'm going to be doing uh, four whack-offs because I, I don't have the endurance. Yeah, dude, if you said any I, other number for whacking off, I would have just judged yeah. you immediately. <laughs> it's funny because I told John I was going to do four beers and, and eight whack-offs. <laughs> and he was like, are you psycho? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, that has to start off with whack-offs. Like, there's no other way, in my opinion. Well, the thing is, yeah, I mean, it, I was trying to make it as healthy as possible. I was like, let me do four beers and then let me do, like, 12 miles and like, Dude, I was like I was talking time. I was talking to Eric about it, and I was like, I feel like Dave, coming from David specifically because you're such a healthy guy, like so into your like body fitness. The beer and the donuts have to be way worse for you than the average person. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to probably work out insane that week before just to like be ready for it, just to if all the calories I'm going to take in that day. Hey man, uh, I wish you luck. I'm gonna be there the whole time. I hope you know that. Right. <laughs> Even for the whack offs, we got check in for those. Uh, but like, I'll probably you know I'm gonna probably do it the first day that school lets out for me, uh, <laughs> as like a kickoff to the summer. So that no, you gotta get good sleep. Off. You gotta get good sleep the night before, dude. You don't want to do it the first day. Okay, second day, second day. So we'll, <laughs> we'll tentatively put it on the calendar. Um, it's, it should be epic. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um. But that's, that's probably as bad as nothing that's permanent. Um, all right. Uh, so we're going to move into our last segment really quick here. And this is one that we kind of came up with in the middle of last week's show. Uh, this is called the Twitter followers game. Did you like my bird calls? Love it. All right. So you were ready. I'm going to uh, give you guys a random player's name. All right, I actually haven't looked at this as either. This is compl- I, I pulled up the names, but I did not look at the followers. Mm. Um, we are going to guess the amount of followers these players have, and whoever's the closest will get the point. We'll do the first one to, let's say, to three or two. We'll do three. Okay, you guys ready? Yep. yep. Okay, the first one. I've got current players and I've got old school players. First one is Richard Mendenhall. For those that don't know, he was a running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Go ahead, Jason. What's your guess? 
He humped Big Ben on a play before. <laughs> Rashard Mendenhall, dude. How long? He was only a running back for a couple years, right? Yeah, and he was with the Cardinals for like a year or two. Okay. Um, I mean, the the small, the, the low amount he's been in the league, the, the few years, I'm going to go with like 15,000. 15? Kevin? I think I want to spike it up a little bit because of what I just mentioned, that one instance where he's on the ground humping Big Ben, I think that brought him a lot more fame than he <laughs> deserves. So I might have to go with 65,000. 65. I'm going to go with 47. We'll go in the middle. He is at 75,000. Oh, oh God. All right, Kevin takes the first one. He said 70. I'm telling you. Did you say 71? I know. I said, said 65. 65. Oh, that, that, yeah. That yeah. Too bad. Okay. Next one. Brian Hill, the current running back for the Atlanta Falcons. So who's starting? Amir Kevin. Uh, let's go Kevin this time. Okay. Um, I'll give him a solid 8,000. Jason? All right. So I actually have a little background knowledge on this one. Because he had like 3,000, and then he tweeted out something really funny, and it got news coverage. So I'm going to go way higher, because I think that he gave, probably gained followers from that. I'm going to go like 30. 35. Damn, I was not, I did not have that information. 35,000 is what I'm going with. 35. I'm going to go in the middle. I'm going to say 10. Did you, did you go in the middle of everything we say? Uh, <laughs> it looks like it so far. <laughs> <laughs> he is at 6,000. Oh, Kevin is the closest followers, really? Kevin, you're like the John of the practice squad versus the players <laughs> for the Twitter. Dude, I thought I thought that after he tweeted, I'd apologize to my fantasy owners, but I don't care. I thought he gained respect, but I what do I? Oh care? no, that would that's that will piss people off. So if I was following him and I owned him, I might have to unfollow him if he doesn't care about my I, fantasy I'm not, team. I'm not hip to I'm not hip to the Twitter, Twitter world, dude. I don't know. All right, Kevin, ready for the next one? All right. Uh, lead us off here. Beanie Wells. Beanie Wells? Boy, you think of the most interesting ones. Um, I feel like he had an... Who's Beanie Wells? He was on the Cardinals. <laughs> he was on the Cardinals for like a few years ago. Jesus. Um, let's say... I, so I have like 165. He's like a little more... <laughs> Famous than I am. I'll give him 5,000. All right. Uh, Jason, what do you got? I'll go 5,001. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give him a little. David, go here. right. Go in the middle, David. 5,000 and a half. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say he has 20,000. I'm, I'm just going to be contrarian here. He's got 53,000. 53? What the hell? Who even knows? He's a sports analyst, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. So I've, I'm on the board. All right. Cooper Cup. Who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to say he's got 150. Oh, that was actually my number. All right. I'm going to go with uh, 117. Okay. All right. I'll go 225. My man. 225,000. He's got 39,000. How does Cooper Cup have less followers than Beanie Wells? What the hell? That makes no sense. Wow. Jason is on the board. Like, sniff, like, 
That's significantly less than I would anticipate him having. Jason, which one did you say again? How much? I was the lowest guess, so I don't know. It was way more than 39, though. Okay. Um, I have one more saved up here, and then I'm going to have to randomly look. <laughs> uh, Drew Bledsoe. Mm, he's a legend. Does he use Twitter? Did you, did you make sure these guys have Twitter profiles first? Official, these are the official accounts. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I'll throw. I'll I'll go two hundred thousand. Two hundred. I'm going twelve thousand. I'm gonna say one hundred eleven. Right in the middle. Seventy. All right, you're the, David, you're the closest. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. I got a good one. I just thought of. Um. Let's go to um. What was the backup running back for the Cowboys like five years ago? He was like a um, guy. Alfred Morris. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna do Alfred Morris just because. Alright. Yeah. I think I think Alfred Morris has a good amount. I'm gonna go with like seventy five thousand. Alright, Kevin. Sixty thousand. I'm gonna go the higher end, I'm gonna go a hundred. Hundred and sixteen. That means your Ooh. boy takes this game, baby. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that running back that you wanted on the Cowboys. Oh, God, I can't. By the way, Alfred I... Morris's name is Fredo Sauce. Is his Twitter <laughs> handle? Are you talking about the guy that um got got like in trouble with the law and then got suspended the whole year when he had a lot of like potential to break out that season? Yeah, I think so. Um, God, what is his name? Joseph Randall. No, 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 not Joseph Randall. It was um. Oh. He was Felix Jones. Felix Jones. Oh, Felix Jones. Yes. That's, Jason, do you know who Felix Jones is? Yeah, I remember him. Okay. Just for fun, just for fun. What do you think Felix Jones has? I already seen it now, but. Forty-five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna put him at. Uh, 3,000. <laughs> He's actually got 86,000. Jesus. He's the most random player I think I can think of. <sighs> He's a big proponent of Justice Hill, Darwin Thompson, and Josh Jacobs. Those are from his hometown. So I guess that's how he's staying relevant. Is he like an analyst? He's, his Twitter bio is business inquiries. <laughs> Contact his email. Yeah. So, I don't know. But that's going to be it for the show today. Uh, I appreciate my two fellas here coming out and um, holding it down for the pod. We always love having you on. It felt good to be back. Um, of course, we're hearing these guys a lot more because they're uh, almost semi-regulars. Uh, they're, are one of the two, they're the two people we probably will look for the most to come on to give their fantasy analysis. Uh, anything you want to say to the people before we sign off? Shouts out to the sponsor man himself, John. Feel better soon. Uh, hopefully we're back next week. Wang, you do? Nope. All right. We will see you guys. Jimmy Garoppolo's assistant quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you all guys for week 15 with uh, some reflection from week 14 along with some more games and uh, hijinks. So we'll see you guys next week. Good luck with playoffs.